0: You would open your copy of the Scriptures to Galatians chapter 5. Our text this morning is verses 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, I pray that as this passage is read, that it would serve notice as a warning to those who are outside Jesus Christ. And Father... For your people who are in Jesus Christ, but yet who continue to struggle against sin, Father, I ask that you would lift them up, that you would bolster them in their faith and help them to realize that greater is He who is in them than he who is in the world. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Excuse me while I get my sermon. This week, um... As is often the case, when I take my youngest daughter to school, uh, she's in middle school at Mulrennan, um, we let the dog go with us. Um, This gives the dog an opportunity to be a little bit more out of her cage rather than me having to lock her up uh, while I take her. Um, And also uh, gives me the opportunity to uh, to train her, I'm, I'm trying to train our our dog uh, named Maxie to um, to despise teenage boys. <laughs> so with three with three um, three girls, uh, I need all the help I can get. So as we go by the teenage boys, I say, "Get him, Maxie, get them. and you try and work her up and. I wish she were bigger. I wish she were a German Shepherd or a Doberman, and that would that would help matters uh, more. And so uh, she she does tend to bark at, um, at everybody that we pass by, and so I, I let Abby out on Thursday as uh, I'm driving back and it's just a short distance from our school to our home uh, I hear Maxie in the back seat she begins gagging and I look and she's vomiting all over the back seat First, the first thought that went through my head is, well, maybe I'll just drive around the neighborhood a couple of times and maybe she'll eat it. <laughs> so that I won't have to clean it up. And I thought, no, I can't do that. I can't do it to her. And so I hurried home. And you know what? She had already eaten it before I got home. <laughs> um, it is her nature as a dog. To do that disgusting act. Dogs have always done it. Back in Solomon's day, uh, Solomon used it in one of the Proverbs, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. In Peter's day, Peter quoted Solomon uh, in 2 Peter 2, verse 22, of them the proverbs are true, a dog returns to his vomit, and a sow that is washed goes back to wallowing in goes back to her wallowing in the mud. In other words, animals do what it is in their nature to do. Human beings likewise act according to their nature as well. It is the nature of every human being, before they come to Christ, to hate God. Now, I know some of you are in the the habit of of using your bulletins uh, with the outline. I have an outline. You're going to have to disregard it this morning. Uh, As I work through the passage, I rearrange things so much that uh, it would be more confusing to try and follow the outline. Uh, So, you do not see in your outline that it is the nature of every human being, uh, before they come to Christ, to hate God. But that's the first point that I want to make this morning. Before you came to Christ, you were totally depraved. In other words, sin affects every aspect of your being. Romans chapter 3 is very clear in this regard. Romans chapter three, the apostle Paul says, What then? Are we Jews any better off? Not at all, for we have already made the charge that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it is written, no one is righteous, no not one. And we've seen this in the gospel tracts. It's quoted everywhere. This uh, the first part of verse ten, there's no one right or this last half of verse ten, there's none righteous, no not one. But how often do you hear the rest of this passage quoted? Not very often. It's one thing to say you're not righteous. It's quite another thing to say what this passage goes on to say about the human nature outside of Jesus Christ. It says, No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of of, uh, serpents is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood in their paths are ruin and misery and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. This is an unbeliever. This is a person. Who they are by nature outside of Jesus Christ. Sin if you are not in Christ, lead you around by the nose. You're not as bad as you could be, but that is only by God's mercy. Outside of Jesus Christ, you were unable to love God. It says, No one seeks for God. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 7 and 8. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You are bound by your nature to act according to it. Your will is free if you want to use that language. But it is bound to act according to its nature. Charles Spurgeon wrote a, a sermon or, or preached a sermon on the man's will: free yet bound. Bound to its nature. Dogs unbelievably eat their vomit. sinners, sin. And if you are outside of Jesus Christ this morning, if you do not know Him as your Savior, let me urge you as strongly as I possibly can, ask Him for mercy. Ask Him to change your nature. Ask Him to give you grace to trust in Christ and to love Him. Because in your asking, that's God's drawing because you would not ask if He were not at work. So ask Him for mercy. He owes you nothing, but He is giving you everything in Jesus Christ. But if you are in Christ, if you belong to Him, if you have come to know Him and have been saved by His grace, then you have a new nature. Uh, Your desire now is to love God, and your greatest desire is to serve Him. In fact, it's it's my contention that I I think every Christian, every person who is in Christ, they they daydream about how they might love Him more, how they might serve Him more effectively. Is that your experience? When you just are lying in bed, and you just... So I guess it would be a night dream if you're lying in bed, but but you, you get what I'm saying. And you just think of ways that you can serve your Savior because you know that He loves you so much, and you love Him, and it just breaks your heart when you sin against Him. Your coming to church is not to get right with God, Rather, your coming to church is because you love Him and it is your highest desire to worship Him. Your life just doesn't feel right. It just feels out of culture. Um, when when you miss church, it breaks your heart when you dishonor Him. A believer in Jesus Christ has a new nature. And this new nature is not something that you were able to conjure up on your own. uh, But rather, when you came to Christ, you were converted. Or rather, even more precisely, God drew you to Christ. He converted you. Therefore, you came. You responded to God's grace rather than Him responding to your will. Your conversion is a supernatural act. It is God doing something miraculous in your soul. It's not simply a decision you make. You, the moment you came to Christ, didn't simply make a decision. Rather, you were transported from death to life. From darkness to light. From being a child of Satan to being a child of God. Only God can do that. You are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. My mom's here this morning, and she can testify uh, to the truthfulness of this statement. I went away to college. I was unconverted. Something began happening that spring of my freshman year, and I came back as a new person. Completely different lifestyle. Completely different set of desires. And I lacked still lack the self-discipline to make the kind of lifestyle changes that I made in my life. The funny thing was it was very natural. It was just what should have happened because my desires were so different. My desires were new. God changed me. He changed my nature, He changed my desires, and my actions followed along after them. Yet, I still struggle with sin. All of you who are in Jesus Christ, I know you still struggle with sin as well. Paul calls this struggle with sin, he calls this the flesh uh, at work within us. Now, theologically, let me explain something. You only have one nature. Either you have a renewed nature which is in Christ, or you have the old nature, which is still in Adam, which is still in sin. So you're going to have to ask yourself this morning, what is my nature? You only have one nature. But the remnants, if you were in Christ, the remnants of that old nature are still there. But they're dead, yet they're still active. But that old nature... Has died in Christ. You have been resurrected in Christ and be given a new nature. We read that in Romans chapter 6, and I'll say a little bit more about that, I think, in a few moments. Um, Here's a quote that explains the flesh and this old nature, though dead. It's power still in our lives. This is John Kerr. He says, This is one of the sorest trials of the renewed life that is built over dark dungeons, where dead things may be buried but not forgotten, and where through open grating rank vapors still ascend. Our new natures are built over the graveyard of our old nature our old nature died with Christ you were a new creation but the deadness still wafts up through our lives and evidences itself in our struggle with sin and even though that nature is dead that old nature is dead remember from last week the remnants of that old nature are still more powerful than our new nature. Or to put it in Paul's language, the flesh, the power of the flesh is stronger than the renewed will. And so that's why Paul says uh, here in Galatians verse 16 But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. The flesh... If it is the flesh simply up against your will, the flesh will win every, every, every time. You have a war taking place inside you. The Christian life is a battlefield. It's not simply a sweet, wonderful, happy, uh, easy life. No, when you come to Christ... That old nature that is dead is waging war against your new nature in Christ. There's a book that I want to recommend to you by Chris Lungard. It's called The Enemy Within. I wish every believer would read that book. Um, L-U-N-D-G-A-A-R-D The Enemy Within. Oh, and Chris is K-R-I-S. Chris Lungard. Actually, what he's done is he's taken a book by John Owen, one of the old um, 17th century Puritans, and has has uh, not updated it, but based on that book he's... Written a book that, um, that is, that is uh, one of the more important books that have been written in the last 20 years. The reason why I'm telling you all this and explaining your old nature your new nature and the battle that goes on between uh, the two is because Paul is drawing a contrast between the life in the spirit and the life in the flesh. And what he's doing here is he's drawing two different spiritual conditions. Being in the spirit means that you are converted. Being in the flesh means that you are unconverted. Remember, we just read from Romans chapter 7. Uh, the man or the person in the... Uh, um, the man without the Spirit... Oh, I thought I could say it uh, easily off the top of my head. For the mind set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So if you are in the flesh, you are unconverted. If you are in the Spirit, you are converted. So he's setting up this contrast. Now, it is possible for you to be... Is this hand? In the in the Spirit, uh, and yet to act according to the flesh. It is possible to do that, but it is impossible if you are in the flesh to act according to the Spirit. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so what we have here is Paul is talking about a new nature with the war going on. You can act uh, according to the flesh and be in the spirit. And he's describing here um, in verses 19 through 21 acts that are uh, descriptive of people who are living in the flesh, who are unconverted. Uh, this list here, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, in, in, enmity, uh, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, robberies, dissensions, divisions, in, uh, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God you. <laughs> Paul gives other lists, um, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, Ephesians 5, that are similar to this. The the things in the list are similar yet uh, not exact. What he's doing is he's picking things that are um, common in uh, the culture of of that time and and things that may have been um, particular temptations uh, for the Galatians and he is saying he's talking about people who are committing these sins he's saying that their lifestyle this this is their lifestyle their entire life is given over uh to these things and or or one or more of these things but in saying this Maybe the question has arisen in your own mind, so is it possible for a Christian to commit one or more of these sins that have just been listed? Yes, it is possible. But a Christian, because they have a new nature, will be brokenhearted when they sin against God, and they will repent This list of sins: the sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Uh, These things do not make you qualitatively more immoral. Okay, you are. If you are, if you are immoral, um, then. These are simply symptoms of your immorality. These things don't make you qualitatively more uh, immoral. What I'm trying to say is these things... Do not automatically shut the door to heaven. Okay? You've committed this once in your past life, therefore the door of heaven is shut. That's not what the Apostle Paul is saying here. He's saying people who practice these things, who do not repent of these things, who do not um, turn from these things, then the door of heaven is shut. Sexual immorality, sensuality, um, um, idolatry, sorcery, all these things. So let's take a moment and just look at these things real quickly. Sexual immorality, this is sexual intercourse between uh, unmarried people. Impurity, these are... um, Unnatural sexual practices and relationships. Um, the um, the, sen- the sensuality is um, uncontrolled sexuality. Uh, and then he goes, moves on to idolatry, witchcraft, and and then things that break relationships. Um, that. enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, uh, and these sorts of things. These things, practiced as a lifestyle, Paul says, I warn you, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. We live in a very sensual culture. We live in a culture where um, sex outside of marriage is is rampant. Um, People are living together uh, outside the marriage relationship. Paul says... I warn you as I warned you before. Those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What I'm doing here, and and I'm laboring to be clear, because I know that if you've struggled with this in the past, the accuser begins accusing, and you say, I practice these things. I'm not going to heaven. That's not what the Apostle Paul is saying here. He is saying those who practice these things as a lifestyle, who are unrepentant, the door certainly is closed to heaven, is closed to them. The sexual immorality. Lying and other things that are not on lying and other things that are not on this list, they will close the door to heaven just as tightly if you are unwilling to repent. I want to begin concluding here by talking about the fruits of the flesh and we'll see next week the fruits of the Spirit are really the overflow of our lives of our hearts we live our lives in Christ or we just live our lives period as unconverted or as converted at the heart level we act according to our desires a person who lives in the flesh unconverted will act according to the flesh a person who lives in the Spirit will act according to the Spirit if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, however weak you feel your Christian life to be, however um, however much your struggle, you will produce fruits of the Spirit. Um, But what God is calling us to, and what Paul is going to be calling us to in these next uh, several verses, is to live in our hearts, or rather to produce the spiritual fruit uh, as the overflow of our hearts. We're going to produce something from the overflow of our hearts. We always do. Our desires produce fruit. Our desires lead to actions. And so um, if you have um, these fleshly desires in your heart, it will produce actions that are in keeping with the works of the flesh. Um, I'm trying to to conclude this um, one way and skip over just something real quickly so let me say this you never have an excuse when it comes to sin if you were in Christ. Well, you never have an excuse even if you're outside of Christ. You can come to Christ. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. But I'm skipping. I'm going to go back and backfill. From Romans 6, we read in the responsive reading, You died to Christ. And that is a simple past. It's an aorist tense. It means that you have died. It doesn't mean you're in the process of dying. It means that you have died in Christ. And you have been raised in Christ. You are a new creation. And in Christ, as a new creation... God is at work within you. His Spirit is at work within you. He is powerfully working. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You are more than overcomers through uh, Him who loved you. And the reason why I had this Romans 6 passage is because Paul, after he talks about the fact that you have died and you have been raised with Christ, that you are a new person, he says... Now, live according to the facts. The death Christ died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves, or uh, believe what the scripture says, consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign. Let it not have master. Let it not be king in your life to make you obey its uh, passions and desires. Do not present your your members uh, to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God um, as instruments of righteousness. You have been brought from death to life. You have a new life in Christ. And the Holy Spirit lives inside you. And not only that, He always gives you a way out. You have no excuse. But the good news here is that He loves you so much that He is at work within you. Seek to walk by His Spirit. We'll talk about that next week. Seek Him. Seek to to live in Him. And you will grow and you will produce those spiritual fruits that He has promised for us. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, I pray that you would encourage the downcast who feel like they are caught in sin and cannot um, free themselves. Father, I pray that if they belong to Christ, that you would free them by the power of Your Word and Your Spirit working in their lives, Father, I pray that You would uh, help them to be more than overcomers uh, through Him who loves them. Father, if there be any here to whom the door of heaven is shut, Father, I pray that You would remind them that You sent Your Son, Jesus, to die for sinners and that they would flee to Him now.